What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we have some more deals. I will begin with a reunion. It is the Cubs agreeing to a deal with Jake Arrieta. So Jake Arrieta is heading back to Chicago on a one-year $6 million deal. He's obviously not the same pitcher he was when he was you know, winning Cy Young Awards. How many did he win? Did he win one or two? Can't remember, but he was a former ace, so he won one Cy Young with them. That was in 2015. Had a great run with the Cubs and parlayed that into a deal with the Phillies, where the Phillies signed him for three years, $75 million, thinking he, he was going to be the ace that he had shown in Chicago. But as soon as he got to Philly, he fell off, and he hasn't been the same pitcher in a while. So the Cubs are getting a guy who's a shell of his former self. He's nowhere near as effective as he was during his first stint with Chicago, but they just need guys to eat up innings. That's what Chicago needs at this point. They just need guys who can eat up innings, and Jake Arrieta can still do that. He can still do that. I mean, for Philadelphia, he had a 4-3-6 ERA over his time in F Philadelphia. So, obviously, compared to the 2-7-3 ERA he had with his five years with the Cubs earlier, it's a huge step back. Those numbers, you know, if, if you look at his Philly numbers, those are more indicative of a back-end starter rather than the number one ace that the Phillies thought they were getting. Obviously, I'm sure they're happy to wash their hands of that now and move on, but Arietta's is heading back to Chicago. And this is a Chicago team that just got rid of you Darvish, so obviously they're not going to be contending because he was just, I mean, you can't just trade a, a Cy Young candidate like that and bring back prospects and not really do much to improve your roster and think that you're going to compete when you already lost in the wildcard game last year. I don't know. Because right now, the Cubs only have two proven options ahead of Arietta. That's Kyle Hendricks and Zach Davies. You know, other pitchers they have, Alec Mills, Trevor Williams, and Adbert Ozale are on the roster. But you can, you can see Arietta sliding in there as their three-starter or something like that. The three starter with Mills and Williams behind him. So he's been mediocre. Um, you, you don't expect too much from him, but he's a fan favorite. And at least the Cubs have that going for them. That, you know, bringing back someone that's familiar, a familiar face in the city, a familiar face with the franchise, and brought a lot of good memories to Chicago. You know, that 2015 Cy Young, that 2016 World Series title, just an excellent stretch there. And, um, I mean, he's going to be winding down on his career here pretty soon. He's about to turn 35 in a few weeks. And, I mean, yeah, father time is undefeated. This is what happens to everyone at some point or another. The Rays have agreed to a deal with Rich Hill. So Rich Hill, here's someone, I mean, speaking of father time, here's someone who is 41 years old in March. So he and Arietta both have March birthdays. He's, he's about to turn 41, but... Rich Hill is someone who seems to have gotten better with age, unlike Arietta. So he turned his career around in 2015, where he, you know, he, he came out and he looked a lot better than he had ever been. And um, that was, you know, his one year with Boston. Uh, well, yeah, one year with Boston, just for a cup of coffee there. But then 2016, he was with Oakland and the Dodgers. The Dodgers was where he really shined, really shined, and. You know, with L.A., he had 
a 3.16 ERA with the Dodgers, and he was a huge part of their success over you know that stretch, uh, the last half of this past decade. So, you know, for Rich Hill, you're getting a guy who's not durable. He's injured a lot, honestly. He doesn't throw hard, but when he is healthy, you know, the few times he is healthy and able to pitch, he's good. He's good. You can expect good things from Rich Hill. And the good thing about going to Tampa Bay is this is a team that knows how to use pitchers in a manner where you don't need them to go deep. I mean, they use tandem starters. They use openers, you know, funky things like that. By the way, it's a one-year, $2.5 million deal. So the Rays know how to – they don't really have a traditional pitching rotation anyway. So they know how to mix and match, you know, looks and matchups and things like that to get the most out of their players. So, I mean, you're getting a Rich Hill, a guy who only has a 90-mile-an-hour fastball, but he's logged a 2.93 ERA since his career renaissance in 2015. He's a veteran. I mean, like I said, he's about to turn – 41 years old and he made his major league debut in 2005 so he's been around for a minute but he's a veteran and he knows how to pitch at least it might only be in small doses four or five innings here and there per start but he's gonna get it done i mean you're gonna get it done he's pitched to a era in the low threes each of the past several years i mean on average pretty much so you can expect that from him but, yeah, Tampa Bay's got to be thrilled with that. I mean, they they lost some starters from 2020. Blake Snell has gone via trade. Uh, Charlie Morton gone to free agency. They're trying to put together a low-price rotation. So if you, you get a Rich Hill, you get a Chris Archer, you get a Michael Waka, then and you have some holdovers like Tyler Glass now and Ryan Yarbrough. They're going to be right back where – they were last year. This is a race team that they don't mess around. They're good. They know how to put together a roster. They know how to compete. They know how to, yeah, they know how to play. They know how to win games. So I'm not going to doubt them whatsoever. The Padres have signed Mark Melanson. Free agent reliever Mark Melanson. He's t- turning 36 years, uh, years old next month. But, you know, former all-star closer, I mean, they already have a deep bullpen, but he's going to give Jay Stingler another option for the ninth inning. He's going to join Drew, Pomeran- Drew Pomerantz and Emilio Pagan as closer candidates in San Diego. Based on his recent work, Melanson could very well jump to the front of the line as their favorite in the ninth inning. I mean, he just finished up the final season of a four-year, $62 million contract. And yeah, so I mean, he pitched 43 and two-thirds innings with Atlanta most recently racking up 22 saves while posting a strong strikeout to walk ratio he's one of the top ground ball pitchers in the game that's what that's that's what he does well I mean a whopping 61.4 percent ground ball rate over the past two years so I mean although he had success in Atlanta you know before that he was with the Giants and he actually was pretty bad with the Giants um he was also battling some injuries in 2017 2018 but, you know, once he got traded to the Braves, he did bounce back in 2019 and last year. But there are some red flags with him. I mean, so, like I said, he's about to turn 36. He's going to pitch all of 2021 at age 36. Last year, his 91.7-mile-an-hour average fastball was the, was the second lowest mark of his career. And his 8.7% swinging strike rate was a career low. 
So he's, he still did a good job inducing weak contact, and he's going to benefit from a pretty strong defensive infield defense. But those are some things to keep an eye on. And, yeah, I mean, obviously, I guess the, the theme for today's episode is that uh, Father Time is undefeated. So there's that. Those are, those are the, the notes, the news, the bits of news and notes I have to share. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.